Welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture. Welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. Today, I've got a special guest for you, an entrepreneur, Claire Sheng, and we are going to discuss how to deal with imposter syndrome, also a clever blocking strategy that Claire is using, and lastly, how to lead leaders. I think you're going to love this one. Let's dive straight in. Hi, and welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Claire Shen, who is from the fitting room on Edward. Brisbane's finest clothing alteration studio and Claire and I actually met years ago when was that actually when you were in the Clever Bunch I think you would have been around 2017 or 2016 yeah so four or five five years ago and Claire was one of our graduates of the Clever Bunch program and has gone on to an amazing entrepreneurial journey and then our paths crossed again through Entrepreneurs' Organization. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I thought it would be so nice to have Claire here because she's really grown her business and her family business into the largest independent alteration tailor in Queensland. So (laughs) I thought, you know what, I'm sure many of our listeners can learn something from Claire. So why don't we start off with hearing a little bit about your journey. You, You joined your family business. Yeah, that's right. Um, so my mom started the alterations business single-handedly uh, by herself. She was a single mom. She didn't have a lot of English, and um, that was a skill she had at the time, and, but she wanted to give me a good education. So she decided the best way is to start her own business so she can make money and put me through a private school. Um, and after 10 years, well, every school holidays, of course, I was there helping, you know, wash the dishes, do the deliveries. Um, type up dockets etc and mum didn't really want me to be in the family business because um, in the back then clothing alterations is treated as pretty low on the social ladder a lot of people took advantage of her and treated her pretty badly so she didn't want me to be in the family business she wanted me to graduate and you know be a good Asian girl and make some money (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I went off and became a pharmacist which I hated I didn't enjoy being a pharmacist so I decided to come back and help mum out. And um, I think I came in the right time. The business was around 10 years old already. And she had a really good reputation because she's very good at what she does. And she was a very um, earnest person and customers loved her. So I came in to help her tidy up the back end because um, she's the craftsperson. I'm not. I'm more of a systematic person. So I've helped her tidy up the back end, did some courses like basic bananas and um, that really helped to rapidly scale the business because then she had the space to do what she was good at. Um, So I think that's the best bit about how, uh, that's how, what's the word? Suddenly lost the words. The most rewarding part is to help her and see her business thrive and see her actually enjoy doing the business because she wasn't stuck doing paperwork anymore. Yeah, that's it. that's such a cool team, and and then from there, so it was ten years. When when did you join the, the business? Um, about ten years before to start with, it was on and off, and then I went into it full time and started to do real business development for her. Yeah, and 
back then it was just you and her. Uh, no, she had a good team. She had about a team of 10. So we're up to 16 now, but we've doubled the revenue. Wow. So it became way more profitable. Now yeah. on this journey, this is such a great journey and, you know, very classical uh, family business too, where, you know, your mom wanted you to have a different career. How did you choose pharmacy? Was Did, did someone <laughs> mention that you should do it or like, yeah. you like it? Well, pharmacy is a good job for an Asian girl to have because it's safe, stable, you can go off, have a baby and come back, you always have a job. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> that is funny. And, you know, then you came back and, and your passion obviously was to run this business and, and expand it. What was, I'm sure, you know, along the journey, as with most of us, there are always some challenges and some difficulties. What were some of your maybe most memorable challenges and how did you overcome those? Um, oh, there are so many. So apart from the people challenges, like, you know, working with your mom every day, we had to come overcome some of those challenges. Luckily, we are very close. Um, so we were able to work together really well. Um, there's the imposter syndrome because all the staff, they have been there much longer than I have. So coming as the young boss, the second generation boss, it has been a little bit difficult. Um, not from them, it's probably just myself. Mm-hmm. um and the next one is just to I think I really set out to change the perception of the alterations industry because um growing up I did see a lot of racism classism you know people just like no you can you should do it cheaper and faster for me just because I said so and she would say yes 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 mm-hmm. and that's what I set out to change so you really that's the biggest challenge yeah yeah, those are such great points that I think a lot of our listeners can resonate with. And especially a little bit about the family business, we would have quite a lot of people here too that probably are in family businesses. In terms of communication with your mom, did you was there anything special or is there anything special now that you guys do to, to make sure you put everything on the table and there's no grudges and, you know, it wouldn't be, I, I could never work with my mom. <laughs> Um, I think it helps that we both try and keep it pretty open-minded. Now, when we talk about business, it's about business. It's never anything personal. So we try, we'll try, try to not put emotion into it. So at first it was difficult because she thought I was picking on her when I was asking a lot of, you know, poking questions, trying to find the holes in the business. Um, But I think she realized what she's good at and what I'm good at so we kind of leave each other alone and we go do it and the biggest lesson that she has given me is always you know if I'm afraid to try something new she will always say if I can do it as a middle-aged woman with no formal education and very little English then of course you can do it because you tertiary educated you know you have all the benefits in the world so every time I'm afraid, I look at her, she's like, yep, just go for it, go do it. She never said, no, don't do it. That's a stupid idea. I've done that before. She's always been encouraging for me to try every idea that I have come up with. What a great mom. That's such a, you know, great lessons to take from, from a parent is to just, yeah. just go do it and then fall over and, and get up. and That's and right. I make my own mistakes. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing you mentioned also was the a little bit of that imposter syndrome that I that that you felt a little bit also with your team members that are older and maybe more experienced. 
was there anything that and, and as you say probably a lot of it was in your head Is, <laughs> was there anything you did to help you manage that um there's all it still comes up all the time because I'm not educated in alterations or fashion so um it's but I recognize that and I own that And I've been told that your experience is unique. It's a combination of your experience and your learnings and your skills. And no one else has exactly the same thing. So you just have to do with what what you have. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe the other thing that is helpful for you is that you're quite humble and you do own who you are. You're not not pretending that you're something that you're not. You're, You're owning it. And you're clearly really good at running the business which probably is a skill that a lot of your team members may not have <laughs> yes <laughs> well I my goal now is to train my team members my managers to become the leaders so that has been really rewarding because I I'm very lucky we have a great team our tailors have been with us between five to 20 years on average um, and they're a great bunch of people. They're really good at what we what they do. So I try and promote them in front of the customers. And now we have amazing managers who has very high accountability and they love the business. So um, I would like to kind of be their coach rather than be their boss. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and I, do, I would love to just go there real quick before we talk marketing. You mentioned that you have an amazing team. I'm super passionate about culture and culture building and, and making sure that you have an environment where people want to stay. Your team members have stayed with you forever. What are some of the things that you have or do that you think make them want to stay? Um, I guess there's a few things. So we keep it a very happy workplace. So everyone works very hard, have very high standards and expectations, but we also don't take things too seriously. Now, if you make a mistake, yep, don't do it again. Um, I don't linger on emotions. No, it's not about the person. It's about what happened. And um, I think everyone are rewarded They because I try and find out what they want in their job. And I try to make sure they feel satisfied in that they are learning new things or they prefer to be doing this kind of job and creating beautiful garments, you know, understanding what each person's needs are and making sure they have that met in their work. Um, another one is probably just I'm ex- extremely honest. I don't hide anything from them. If I'm stressed, they know. If I'm happy, they know. So we share everything. So that's those are two of our core values. Which one? The honesty? Yeah, honesty, um, everything on the table. So we're honest with each other, honest with yeah. the customer. If we make a mistake, we tell, them, tell the customer straight away and we fix it. Um, the other one was work hard and play harder. Yeah, I love that. And you're you're walking the talk for them to to follow suit. Now let's talk a little bit about marketing because as as you mentioned, you've you've come into the business, you've done the Clever Bunch program, you've done lots of education to upgrade your own knowledge and skills when it comes to marketing, and then you're also applying it to your business, which is the most important thing and probably the hardest thing. What are some of your best marketing strategies? Um, I've tried a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, I think what has worked best for us so far is niching. It took me a while to understand what niching is because every alterations business say, we do this, we do this, we do this, anything fitted in the machine, we'll do it. 
because you don't want to lose any jobs or lose any money. Uh, however, once we started niching, because I realized most of our customers were men who wear suits because we're in the CBD. Um, so they're men that wear suits. So I started doing all of our marketing with, um, you know, photos are male wearing suits. Our wording is more professional. Our website is more professional and masculine. And that helped us to get most of the suiting market in Brisbane. And we became known as the suiting place. So everyone that buys a suit, oh, you need to go to the fitting room because they're the place to do suits. So I think for us, that has been the biggest difference. I love that. Yeah. And then you also, because you you specialize, well, you specialize as in people with suits think that you are the person to go to in suits, but you also do other things where you like weddings and things like that. Wedding dresses, were you ever, ever worried that if you, if your website is more masculine and featuring more suits that you would lose these other customers? Um, I was at first, but I found it didn't, it didn't deter people because I think people who understand alterations, they know that if you can do this, you can do that. And suiting is probably one of the hardest things to get right. So, um, yeah, if you if they know that we can do very expensive $10,000 suits, they can probably fix my jeans. Exactly. I love that so much because it's a bit the same as the example of, you know, when we look at Apple computers, when when they first started, they were very specific with their niche too. We use that example a lot also because people are scared to niche. And then we yeah. say, well, remember when Apple first started, they were very specific. They were they had the whole campaign about we are for the the square pegs and the round holes, the rebels, the the you know, the people on the outside of society and who uses their computers? Everybody. Yeah. So it's the same thing, which is I'm really happy for you for you know to hear that. Was there any other marketing that has worked or what hasn't worked at all is there anything that hasn't worked at all Mm, we don't do discounting anymore so that I don't like that because that really devalues our business um we do a lot of partnerships actually so Mm -hmm. we work with a lot of um brands clothing brands so we help them I write a lot of blogs and I help run events to promote my clients and in turn they will send new clients to me or sell suits and ask me to alter it. Um, that's one example. We also partner with a lot of corporate um, corporate social clubs. So that's something else that no other alterations businesses do. So we do a lot of um, partnerships with people like EY, BDO, et cetera. That's awesome. So, so for the blog, so you would, this is really clever. So you would write a blog about another a suit company. Mm. And- basically talk about their their product and then yep. feature them and then they would recommend you. Yeah, we do a top five, you know, suiting places in Brisbane. Yeah. I wrote a blog about it five years ago and it's number three or four on Google if you search up um, suiting places in Brisbane. That's great yeah. because then all these suit places, they see, oh, the fitting room wrote that. Yes. These guys should go yeah, I want to be on that blog. Yeah, I want to be on the blog and also, oh, wow, these guys are are featuring us i'm going to send my customers to them mm. oh, speaking of blogging i think i've got hundreds of blogs it's all problems that customers ask me every day the most popular blog is why the crotch of your pants wear out <laughs> really it gets three thousand visits a month no, really? ten thousand visits a month three a week three thousand a week it is an epidemic apparently <laughs> Wow. Okay. The, on that topic, this is great. So, so one of your marketing strategies is blogging. Do you write your yes. blogs? 
Yeah. How often? Um, I used to write it every week, but now I've got quite a few, quite an arsenal. I've slowed down maybe one a month. Yeah. Um, now we do client features. So we've got clients who has a billion dollar, million dollar company. I will write a feature about them. So promote my clients rather than promoting ourselves. Um, that gets a bit of engagement so through our social media and through the website. Um, and we repurpose some of the older blogs, you know, rewrite them, make it a bit more fresh. But I also have turned my blogs into a book, which I sell online on Amazon and, you know, as a lead generator on the website. So clever. It's quite a business card when you hand people a 200-page book. Yeah. You have that credibility straight away. Yeah, you know what? People always say, oh, a book is like a business card. I'm always like, don't call a book a business card because it's <laughs> so much work. I mean, you know how much work it is to write a book. So I'm like, do not insult my book. <laughs> well, I've only got one. You've got a few, haven't you? Yeah, I've got four and everyone is like a pain in the bum to write. <laughs> So, you know what, I'll, I'll, your blogging strategy is very clever. When you came up with that one blog idea, the why does the crotch, is that what, why does the crotch wear out or something like that? Yeah. I mean, that's so random. How did you, did do you use Google keyword or, or how do you yeah. find what to write about? Just our clients. We fix maybe 10, 10 crotches a week. Okay. So that, then you realize the real problem. there's a problem. I need to write about it. Yes. Basically what you're doing is just, listening to your audience and then helping them that's right yeah we try to be more content focused rather than sales focused i love it the best approach to marketing this is really helpful for our listeners here now the last thing quickly i wanted to ask which is maybe a bit of a difficult question we are both on the board of you're on the board of entrepreneurs organization accelerator program and i'm on the board of entrepreneurs organization that's how our paths crossed again and so basically you are leading leaders and I'll tell our listeners in a minute a bit more about what Entrepreneurs Organization is. But leading leaders, <laughs> do you have any tips? Because I've definitely uh, come across some challenges on being yeah. on the board myself. Yeah. So since being on the board, I've learned a lot. You know, active listening. And of course, part of EO is no advice giving, just thought. Um, I use that in my leadership team now. So when they ask me a question... I don't give them an answer. I will first ask for their opinion. What do you think you should do? And they may give me some examples. And then I will give an example of something I have tried in the past and what has happened out of that. So I'm trying to kind of channel my mom as well. Never say, oh, I've tried that. Don't do that. I will share my experience and they decide what they want to do with it. So And then they own their decision and they own the outcome. So that is the biggest learning I have taken out of EO and how I have used in my business. And I think it's making a huge difference. Also with my kids, trying to do with my kids. Yeah, basically, it's again, it's coaching instead of telling. So it's right. asking questions for them to figure out the answer. Yes. That's a really good tip. I think we should all try that in our, in our business and personal life. I think that's a really, that's a, a, a great little yeah. strategy now also quickly for our listeners if you're wondering what what we're talking about here eo or entrepreneurs organization it's a global organization with over i believe sixteen thousand members globally and we have chapters in different cities so every city claire is in brisbane i'm in sydney has a chapter and you can be a part of entrepreneurs organization if you if you hit a few qualifications there's a revenue qualification also 
I highly recommend checking it out. I've been a member for six years now, and you can go to eonetwork.org. Now, a lot of businesses don't qualify to be an entrepreneur's organization, and the, the group has come up with an accelerator program to help businesses to qualify because you need to, in most of the cities, you need to hit a revenue of 1 million US dollars. But for the entrepreneur, for the EO Accelerator Program, it's a much uh, lower entry. So do you want to share a little bit about the Accelerator Program? It's a really good program. I've mentored people on the program and I highly recommend it too. Yeah. So the EO Accelerator Program is designed to help businesses to grow past that $1 million turnover mark. Um, we... EO is great. I've met lots of EO members, but being the EOA program, it has definitely helped my business a lot. So the program is more of a business coaching rather than a peer-to-peer -peer like the EO membership. We do um, lots of learning days, there are monthly accountability meetings, and the learnings are based on the Harnish's Scaling Up program. So all the essentials you need for to run a good business and for your business to scale, which includes people, strategy, execution, and how to manage the cash, which is a big headache for a lot of businesses. So the EO Accelerator program helps you to take you through all of that. It is mentored by EO members, and there's very, very high amount of accountability, confidentiality, and experience sharing. And I think it's just a great program and something that every business owner, well, every business owner should be in some kind of business development group together because it is lonely to be the business owner. You know, it's very hard to talk to your staff about everything or talk to your family and friends who may not understand your problems or your wins. And that's where EO plays a big part you know, in my business journey to be able to talk about anything and also to learn scaling up tips and tricks to help me quickly get to the $1 million mark. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's such a great program. Is there a, a specific website that we can send people to? Um, there's eobrisbane.org, um, but there are EO cha EOA chapters, accelerated chapters in every most cities as well around the world. So you just need to search entrepreneurs organization in your city. Yeah, exactly. And the, so the global link for entrepreneurs organization is eonetwork.org. And then for the accelerator program, just get in touch. If you don't qualify yet, get in touch with the chapter. If you are in Brisbane, get in touch with Claire because she can maybe fast track your membership application and help you out. What's the best way to get in touch with you, Claire? Um, you can contact me at Claire, C-L-A-R-E, at the fitting room on edward.com or if awesome. you go on to the, is, yeah it's a long way <laughs> or there's um eo brisbane um website and there's a chat bot and you can put your information in there as well awesome great thank you so much thanks claire and anyone if anyone has any questions about about the topic today get in touch with claire or if you have any questions about entrepreneurs organization just google it or get in touch with us we highly endorse the organization and also the methodology that claire mentioned scaling up there's also a book recommendation from both of us it's called scaling up and it's written by Vern harnish who is one of the founders of eo so definitely recommend also just checking out that book the scaling up book it's super useful we'll put it also in the show notes the link to the book. Any final words, Claire, before we close up the <laughs> session? 
Oh, final words. I feel like I've used so many words already. <laughs> I think gestalt. Gestalt. You might have to explain what gestalt is because <laughs> a lot of our members, might, our listeners might not know. Sorry, Only speak from know. experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So we have, a, as Claire mentioned, I quickly finish up with this because it's really good. Within our EO community, we have a, a principle of how we communicate with each other and it's Gestalt. And, and Gestalt, I was going to speak German now because it's a German word. <laughs> Gestalt basically means that you only, as Claire says, you only share from experience. You don't tell people what to do. You share from experience because then people can take their make their own decisions about what's right for them. Yeah. On that note, thanks again for tuning in. Thank you so much, Claire for taking Thank the you, time Francesca. out and connecting again. It's so lovely to, to see you and, and hear your voice again. And for anyone who is listening and tuning in, if you love this show, feel free to leave us a review. We like the five-star ones. <laughs> and <laughs> if you know another business owner who would benefit also from this show, please feel free to send them the link. We are on every platform where you can listen to podcasts. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks again for being here. Bye for now. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.